If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, Alpha Males? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Podcast. Hopefully you listened to the last episode, which was a rebroadcast of the very original episode of the Alpha Male Podcast. And I know a lot of times here in the tribe, we like to get off into different subjects, knives, guns, EDC, hunting, backpacking, all manner of things, which is all good. But today I'd like to dive into a very important topic, one that pertains to life in general, one that's important for men important for alpha males and our walk through life. Before we get into today's topic, please consider going to goodshepherdtraining.com and becoming a patron. With that, I'll plug in the bio if you want to skip it. Skip around 3 minutes and 45 seconds from where we start. First and foremost, I am a servant of God, preacher, a fisher of men. God is number one in my life and everything that I do in this podcast is no different. And I don't apologize for that. A little bit about me in the background. I grew up, I guess what you would consider a heathen. Didn't grow up a Christian. But I grew up in the southeastern United States, what most would consider very poor. Hunting and fishing and shooting. Joined the Marine Corps at 17. Did a couple of combat tours in Iraq. After my combat tours in Iraq. I was an urban warfare instructor for the United States Marine Corps under Mojave Viper. I also served in law enforcement for several years in LAPD. I worked patrol assignments and more specialized assignments. Where by God's grace, he got me through some nasty places in this world of war zones. And some of the nastiest streets in the country. Not because I am better, because God chose to have mercy on me and had a purpose for me. And I'm thankful for that. After my time in law enforcement, I was a private contractor for federal government for a three-letter government agency. I won't specify doing private contracting work. I'm very much involved in guns and gunfighting. I also served in the U.S. Army, both full-time and part-time National Guard. I should say my primary MOS is in both branches of the military or infantry as of one sort or another. Specialized infantry in the Marine Corps and an MOS that no longer exists. I started competition shooting even before I joined the Marine Corps at 17. I won my first gold medal even before I joined the Marine Corps at 17. I've been blessed by God with the talents he's given me to win more shooting competitions than I can remember. I've won most of my competitions in rifle and pistol, but I've also competed in archery and shotgun and even muzzleloader. Uh, Knife throwing, hatchet throwing, I've competed in all that. I've also been a professional big game hunter and guide. Like I said, I grew up hunting and and fishing and shooting. I've done it to put meat on the table because I like to put food on the table with the talents God's given me. I don't apologize for that. I've done it as a professional hunter and guide. I've slain all manner of beast and guided for all manner of beast. Bear and wolf and elk and deer. 
mule deer, I've white-tailed deer, I've slain ram and fallow deer and countless animals. And I don't apologize for that either. FBI certified firearms instructor, NRA, and a bunch of other three-letter government agency certifications. Blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Psalm 144. I've been blessed to be the commander of a tactical team, an SRT special response team in a large metropolitan area where our primary job was to stop active shooters. But again, first and foremost, I'm a servant of God, called by God to share the good news, preacher, a fisher of men. So today's topic, resiliency. This is an attribute, sadly, I think is lacking in a lot of young men today in America and in the Western world. And I don't like that. And that's one of the things about being an alpha male. If you don't like something, don't complain about it. And we'll tie into that today. But don't complain about it. Do something about it. Step up and be a man. Resiliency. Dealing with adversity in whatever form. And there are many, many forms of adversity. Bearing those like a man. Now, I'm going to tell you about some things that I've been through, and not from a complaining perspective, but I'm only saying them to lay the groundwork to know that I'm speaking from a place of experience that I have suffered. You heard my bio. I am a decorated combat war veteran. I have seen horrible, unspeakable things. But let me just talk about some of the sheer physical misery. During the initial invasion of Iraq, in which we invaded Iraq, whether the higher-ups knew it or not, at our platoon level, our company level, we certainly believed that they had weapons of mass destruction and chemical warfare and things like that. So you can look up what the temperatures are in Iraq, but hot and sandy and miserable and sandstorms. And we were in a mop suit and you can look up what a mop suit is, but think of like a heavy jacket with charcoal layers inside of it and this is meant to keep stuff out so you can imagine it's not very cool often for large chunks we would also be in gas masks so imagine being in the deserts of iraq in full mop suits in full thick protective suits with gas masks on just the sheer physical misery of that The Marine Corps is known for being made up of hard men. In boot camp, they have a thing called the crucible where you stay up for a couple of days, don't really sleep, don't really eat. You just 
go and go and go and go from one exercise to another and one exercise to another. And that's meant to toughen you up and get you ready and show you what you can go through. Well, the crucible was tough, but the crucible was really not much compared to the things that I saw after boot camp. I'm not saying this to take away from other what other Marines might do, but for some, the crucible, and you can look up what the crucible is and what it entails. I'm sure there's videos of it on YouTube. But for some Marines, that might be the hardest, you know, at least physically demanding thing that they will do in the Marine Corps. But for Marine Corps infantrymen in the invasion of Iraq, that was just a small prelude to the misery that we had to endure. And don't worry, I'm not going to go through every bad experience in life. I'm going to give you a few different ones. I have been shot. I've been shot in a very vital artery. And I was not near anybody that could help me at the time. And I remember waking up on the ground and I so much just wanted to go to sleep. But... I knew that if I did that, there that would very likely be the last place I ever was on this earth, meaning I would have died right there. I forced myself up with all that loss of blood, with everything spinning with, if you've ever seen like a picture in monochrome, that's the best way I can describe it, where like everything is like silver and gray and 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 I could barely see where I was going or what I was doing, but I forced myself up on my feet and 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 forced my way to get somewhere where somebody could find me where I could get help. You know, made a tourniquet out of a belt and an ice scraper. That, that was dealing with adversity. That took resilience. Let me tell you a little bit about what I've gone through recently. And again, I'm not going to go through every experience, but this is recent, so I'm going to talk about it. So, Recently, we had to bug out again because of wildfires in northern Arizona. Our area was like literally right in the evacuation area. So we got the evacuation order. I actually didn't even wait that long this time. I saw the fire start from a little tiny fire and I saw how quickly it was growing. So I hooked everything up and in probably about 20 minutes I was out of there. Normally not a big deal. My wife have pre-designated bug out locations. If you've listened to Bug Out Actual, you know that we have that. The issue this time was that our mother-in-law was staying with us. And I'm not going to get too much into it, but our mother-in-law is quite a bit older and has some health issues. And living in Arizona in the summer, bugging out with no AC in the middle of wilderness is really untenable with an elderly mother-in-law and the obvious solution to that would be just send her home she was she flew in we were just going to send her back and do what we normally do well it just so happened that right in the middle of this mother-in-law had covid we she was not feeling good um we tested her and sure enough she has covid still does still tested positive yesterday so you know now what do we do well, if you've listened, you know that recently I decided to step down from a general manager position because it took so much time, so much of life, and I was not getting these podcasts out in the way and the frequency that I would like to and with the quality that I would like to bring to you guys. So I had told them I was going to step down. I was 
they asked me to wait several weeks and in a couple more weeks to, and I told them I would because I wanted to help them out and treat them right because they treated me right. Anyway, when this happened, we knew the store was going to be closed down for a while. So my boss called me and let me know that I wouldn't have to go back to work because by the time they probably opened, it would have been likely the date that he gave me anyway or close to it. So there I was, mother-in-law with COVID, bugged out, evacuated from where we normally live in the middle of summer in Arizona or middle of June, Arizona. What do we do? So we were planning on going to the coast anyway, the Oregon coast. So obviously that's a long drive. So we went to Vegas the first day and stayed in an RV park with AC and hookups and everything. And on the way there, I had realized that my air conditioning was not working. So my plan was to wake up and early in the evening and drive throughout the night because we have to go either directly kind of through or skirt around the outside of Death Valley, which is you know one of the hottest places in the country, if not the hottest place in the country in June. So I wanted to do it overnight. The wife had other plans. The wife wanted... The mom to sleep because of COVID. My next. My next option was to get up super early and get at least a big chunk of the drive out of the way. I woke up at 5 a.m. and waited and waited and waited. My mom, my wife wanted to wait until our mom woke up. And that was at 9 a.m. So I got on the road and got on the freeway sometime after 9 a.m. And pretty much that entire day was spent driving through Death Valley in the middle of the day in June with no AC. The entire day, it, not only is it hot outside, it's even hotter when you're sitting inside a vehicle and the sun's shining down in it. I don't know how hot it was. My thermometer and my Hummer literally stopped. It literally shut off at like 104 or something like that. But it was hot. Resiliency. Now, my wife and my mother-in-law were in another vehicle with AC, but a man's got to do what a man's got to do. That was miserable. But again, resiliency. You, I say that story to tell you that you don't have to be in the military or law enforcement or anything like that you know, a private contractor to face adversity, to, to face horrible conditions. Some of you listening may have had a far, and I didn't have like a silver spoon childhood by any means, but some of you may have had to deal with that just growing up in the places that you grew up. Some of you men may have lived pretty cushy lives up until now, but likely no matter what, you're going to face trouble and adversity. Now Jesus says very plainly in Matthew 16, in this world you will have trouble. I'm not telling you to go out and seek out these things. I'm telling you that as a man on this earth, you will have trouble. You will face adversity of one kind or another. You will. I can't think of anybody that I know that doesn't face adversity, that doesn't face anxieties. So if we concede then that we all must face them, 
have to go through adversity of whatever kind or another. There's a right way and a wrong way to do that. There are many things and practices that you should do and shouldn't do. I will mention briefly, if you wanted to go back and listen to the Alpha Male podcast on the 14 leadership traits, I'll mention some of those today. And I'll talk about some scripture. If you don't like me talking about scripture, you're likely listening to the wrong podcast. But as is written, do all things without complaining. Now that's a simple sentence. That's a tall order. Ask any Marine, ask any soldier. Philippians 2.14 Do everything without grumbling or arguing or some translations NLT. Do everything without complaining or arguing. That's a tall order. As it says in other scripture, you know, man has tamed every manner of bird and beast, but no man can tame the tongue. But that's the right way to go through it without complaining. That day that I was driving through Death Valley, I, on purpose, kind of stayed away from my group, my group chat, the group chat that I have for the patrons, the inner circle where we talk about stuff and ask each other questions and keep each other updated. That's part of the perks you get for being a patron. I purposely didn't say anything about that going through Death Valley in the middle of the heat in the summer because, one, there's nothing they could do about it. And there's nothing I could do about it. It just had to get done. So, not complaining. And I didn't, I knew if I had mentioned it, it was, I, I didn't want to go down that road because if I mentioned what I was doing, it was going to be really hard to not complain. So, if you're going through something like that, I'm not telling you, to not tell anybody or anything like that. I'm saying don't complain. Complaining doesn't help, especially as an alpha male. We'll get to this later. There's definitely a place to seek help and seek, you know, reaching out to, to well, number one, to God, and number two, to your brethren, which we'll get to later in the podcast. But that's not complaining. Complaining is something completely different. Complaining is just, you know, going on about your circumstances and how horrible they are without any plan without any resolve to get better and some people i think just like to complain they like to tell everybody about how hard their lot is in life or you know this isn't fair or that's not fair or this woman did you wrong or your parents never raised you right or this thing's wrong or that thing's wrong just complaining i don't even go into how many times the women have done me wrong doesn't matter it's, there's nothing to be done about it. Complaining. Complaining. Do all things without complaining. And again, that's a tall order. But this is not the do whatever you want podcast. This is not the average beta male podcast. This is the alpha male podcast. It is a tall order. Strive to do all things without complaining. Number two, endurance. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Endurance, one of the leadership traits to withstand hardship. Sometimes things are just going to be hard. 
Sometimes you just have to grit your teeth, put your head down, and force through it, whether it's a sandstorm in Iraq or driving through Death Valley in the middle of the summer with the sun beating down on you with no air conditioning, whether it's a mortal wound, whether it's a breakup, and I'm not minimizing breakups. They can be devastatingly hard emotionally. I get that. I Trust me, I've been there. You just have to push through it. You have to get through it. Endurance. Knowing that it sucks and knowing that it's going to suck for a little while. But enduring it. Endurance. We all go through hardships. We all have to endure. What makes us alpha males is doing it the right way, the way we're called to, doing it in a godly manner. Second Timothy. Therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now Paul might be saying this 2,000 years ago. But he spent time around soldiers. And I was a soldier. And one thing that doesn't change is that soldiers a lot of times have to endure hardship. They had to in the Roman army for all different manner of reasons. And they have to today. Enduring hardship as a good soldier. Be a light in this world. Everybody has to endure suffering, but you are called to be different. You're an alpha male. When people look around at you and everybody else is complaining about minor stuff and they find out that you're going through a major thing, uh, a major amount of in- that requires endurance and a major amount of adversity, and you take it like a man, take it like an alpha male without complaining, They see you grit your teeth, put your head down, and push through it like a man. That's inspiring. That's alpha. One thing that, one tactical tip I can give you for this. Remember that it's for a season. Things must pass. Whether it's in boot camp or the war in Iraq or driving through the desert with no air conditioning. Whatever it is, a breakup. That season will pass. Take it one day at a time. If you have to, take it one meal at a time. Take it one hour at a time and push through it. Knowing that we all go through deserts from time to time. It's often referred to in some of the great figures in Christianity as going through a desert. And they don't mean a literal desert. They mean it in a spiritual way. Going through a desert. I've gone through many deserts, both literally and figuratively. Spiritual deserts, emotional deserts, what actual deserts where it's super hot and super dry and everything appears dead around you. But deserts have limits. They have borders. There are green pastures. There are still waters. And if you push through that desert, You'll get through it. Break it down into little pieces. Just get through one more day. Just get through one more thing. Make it to the next workout or the next meal. Or the next day off. Whatever it is. Don't give in to hopelessness and despair. Those are from the evil one. Get through it. Know that it will pass. We all go through troubles. But don't ever lose hope. What does the Bible say about hope? Hope that is seen is not hope. 
For why does a man hope for what he already has? Not a super happy message so far, but I've got some good news for you. In fact, the gospel is called good news. The good news is, even if you think you are, you're not going through it alone. God is with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's the hope that is in us. That's what separates us. That's one of the reasons we can go boldly through these deserts. When other people, it's, it's no wonder they seem hopeless. Without God, you know, what's the point? But it is written, he will never leave us nor forsake us. For it is written, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. And he goes through a whole list of things and continues on. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You'll find that in the book of Romans. Chapter 8. Let's go back to that first passage that we quoted today. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And another place it says, Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. That's one thing Satan will try and do is tell you that you're alone, you're the only one, there's no hope. But that's a lie. You're never alone. If you're one of God's elect, one of God's chosen He's called you. You've given your life to him, to Jesus Christ, to be your savior. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes you may feel alone, but feelings are garbage as an alpha male. Don't let your feelings dictate what your day is going to be. You beat your feelings into submission as an alpha male. You may feel alone. You are never alone if you're a child of God. God is always with you. God doesn't lie. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You don't have to go through it alone. And it's, I said I would circle back to this. It's okay to reach out. As the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron. Proverbs 21, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Hopefully you have, and there's been times in my life where I didn't, but hopefully you have a group of other strong, dominant Christian men that can help you. Sometimes it's an individual thing you have to go through and there's not much help that can be had. But if you can reach out, again, without complaining, without grumbling, and reach out to somebody if you're hurting and they can help you, then by all means do if you can do it in a good, healthy, constructive manner. Likewise, you alpha males, the point of being an alpha is not to take advantage of your fellow man. It's not to belittle your fellow man. It's to lift up your fellow man. What does Jesus say? If you're an alpha male, you're an alpha male so you can help others, so you can serve others. 
so you can reach out and lift them up when they are down. Luke 22, but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. Another translation, and the leader should be like a servant. If you're an alpha male, use that strength to lift others up. And again, you can always go to God. Nothing's a shock to him. No sin you've ever done. Nothing. He knew you were going to do it before you did it. It's not a shock to him. Whatever you're going through, whether it's your fault, somebody else's fault, whether it's persecution, the right place to go is always to go to God. Going to God is never, ever the wrong answer. Satan will try and drive a wedge between you, telling you you're alone, telling you for what you've done, God doesn't care. You turned your back on God, so he's going to turn his back on you. All these lies, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And God already knows whatever you're going through. And I don't know what that is or will be or has been. But the right answer is always to go to God. I know that much. By God's grace, I have didn't grow up a Christian. I've lived as others do in this world. And no wonder there's so much hopelessness. But not you and not me. We have an answer. We know where to go. We know where to turn. And that place, that one is God. One of my favorite verses. While I was yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. While I was yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Not because you were strong. When you were without strength. When you were without strength. Who did he die for? The ungodly. Think about that. Satan will never come to you and tell you that you're not ungodly. He will come and tell you that you are ungodly. And your answer to that is, yes, I am ungodly. Christ died for me. You take it up with him. That's why he's the great savior. You are saved. While I was yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. The battle is the Lord's. If you ever feel like you've bitten off more than you can chew or you're going through something you can't get through, You're not supposed to. You're supposed to bring it to God and let him fight for you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Likely there's many things stronger than you. There's nothing stronger or bigger than God. No problem too big for God to solve, too big for God to handle. No desert too big that God can't get you through it. With that, man, I want to say thanks for listening to the Alpha Male Podcast. Hope you consider going to goodshepherdtraining.com to check out more, and please consider becoming a patron. Or if you want to contact me, again, that's goodshepherdtraining.com. Today's tactical tip. Now, this may seem rather rudimentary for those of us who grew up this way or already know this or learned it a long time ago. But it's come to my attention that not every man knows how to start and build a fire. And that's what the Alpha Male Podcast is one of the core things we're about is helping other men be better. So I'm going to walk through that a little bit as best as we can in an audio format, as best as I can in an audio format. Some even have trouble starting like a fire for cooking at a, at a grill or something like that with, you know, pre-cut wood. So I'll go through this tactical tip and please bear with me if you already know. 
But there are many ways to, many ways that is to make a fire. But I think an often missed step is for novices just taking a lighter or something or maybe even a lighter and a piece of paper and trying to light like a stack of wood. It's not really how that works. And you can make a fire, you know, without lighter fluid and all this other stuff. So you need your fire ignition source, whether that's a ferrocium rod and a knife, which is one of my favorite ways to start a fire, or just a lighter, or any number of different ways. But you need your ignition source. And then the often overlooked step is you need tinder. And you don't just need one kind of tinder, like a piece of paper. You need varying degrees of tinder. And you need to, let's say, start with something very easy, like the dry inside bark of a tree or very dry grass. And then go progressively from there. Make your, what's often referred to as a tinder bundle. But take your very easy to start tinder, very fine strips of paper. And then on top of that, your pine shats, your pine needles. And then very small twigs, maybe pine cones, or broken up pieces of pine cone, and very small twigs that get progressively bigger and bigger. And then you have your tinder bundle that you get started first, and you place that inside your smaller sticks, your smaller twigs, and then progressively getting larger. If you do this right, and it may take some practice, I've been doing this since I was a kid, so I guess it's just second nature, but if you do this right and progressively, instead of trying time after time after time to get a fire started, you should be able to just with one ignition get the fire started and going. And then once a fire is going on fairly big tinder, fairly big sticks and twigs, it's pretty easy to keep going after that usually. So starting a fire, you know, if if you're a novice the whole outdoors thing, you grew up in the suburbs, didn't have a dad to show you the stuff, I get that. I, I get that not everybody grew up this way or making fires or things like that. But give it a shot. It's not rocket science. People have been doing it for thousands of years. Again, have your ignition source and then have something easy to start fire with. Use paper if you want to. Try and use natural materials. You know, dried grass is a real good one inside of tree bark. If you live in a place where a lot of other stuff is wet, you know, ripping off old bark on a dead tree and finding the dry spots or that really dry, what they call punk wood, like it's so rotten that it just kind of comes apart in your hand and it's really dry. That makes fantastic tinder. And then progressively larger, you know, your tree bark, your your very small twigs, your things like that, and get progressively bigger. Have that tinder bundle somewhere it's easy to light and then be able to easily shove that inside your tinder, your, your wood that gets progressively bigger and bigger. And you should be able to start a fairly decent fire. Note that fire does take oxygen, so you need that to flow. And there's a balance there. If you are in a really windy condition, it can be really hard to start a fire. And obviously, if there's no air getting into the fire, then you're going to have trouble there too. So there's a nice balance there. And learn how to blow on a fire when it starts to go out, or learn how to blow on a fire to get it started without blowing it too much. Again, it's not rocket science, but it takes practical application. So I hope as an alpha male to get out there and start that. Learn how to do that. Don't be the guy standing around that doesn't know how to start a fire along with a bunch of other dudes that grew up in the subdivision. Go over there, build it, do one ignition, and then get a good roaring fire started when everybody else has been looking at it for 20, 30 minutes. Trying to figure out who's going to go get lighter fluid.
be the alpha male in that situation. And for a lot of other situations, tell yourself an alpha male, I think that's a pretty rudimentary alpha male skill is knowing how to make a fire from basic materials. Which is going to bring us to the tactical verse of the day. The tactical verse of the day ties in, I think, well, by God's grace, with our subject today. The steps of a good man are ordained by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Again, that's Psalm 37. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. In this life, you will have trials. You will have trouble. Jesus says so. And you obviously know that from firsthand experience. But be of good cheer. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. God is the same and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He made the blind see and the deaf hear and he raises the dead. Whatever your problem is, he's bigger. He's stronger. And it's always the right answer to go to him. With that, men, get out there, be alpha males, and have a blessed day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.